0: Be seated. Thank you for coming this morning. We thank each one of them on the live streaming. Many of those we never see. They tune in faithfully year after year. Congregation in Canada with us this morning. We're not being able to live stream back uh, because, and I'll just give you the because, They have a law that they have to wear a mask in the audience while they're in church. And if we are televising them from there, people can see that they don't have a mask on. And just like Nazi Germany, you will be turned in. And that is the spirit that's taken over the world and taken over America. So this morning, God give us one more opportunity to come together. And uh, take the liberty to be able to speak His Word openly. And without fear that we're going to be stopped anytime near before this service is over, hopefully, prayerfully. We're now just moving into the fiery furnace. But always remember that He will meet you in the fire. He's not going to deliver us from it. He will take us through it. And once we meet that test, he will take us and rise us above it as he did Noah in the ark. And we know that Enoch raptured before the flood even fell. So we're thankful for each one of us this morning. How many is feeling good? America is in. I noticed they had a map the other day that uh, uh, everybody, I think they're trying to get a $15, hour, $15 an hour code. And America, uh, Missouri and Arkansas was two of the highest-rated paid states around. I thought, well, Missouri? But they showed Missouri and Arkansas was basically two of the higher wages of any of the other states around. And those liberals out there, you know, there's always wanting more money, more money, more money. They was on the low end of the deal. So all you Democrats out there that voted for welfare, Better ask them for your check because they, they hadn't sent it to you yet. amy has got your check so far? Caitlin, you got a check, didn't you? She, she probably voted Democrat. <laughs> if you happen to have an R after your name, I'm afraid you're not going to get too many checks. Amen. I'm still looking for mine. I just hope they don't uh, charge me for <laughs> cashing it, because <laughs> I, I think now then they're after people, they send all those checks for unemployment, now then they're trying to say, well, you got to give it back, we sent it to you wrong, so I found out a long time ago, when you send somebody a check, you might as well forget it, because they're going to spend it, amen, so it'll show up on your income one way or the other, that devil don't miss a beat, I uh, I have a subject title this morning, the text is Matthew chapter 3, verses 9 to 12, and I prayerfully, before God, pray that He does not let me make a mistake on this subject. I have never heard anyone preach on the subject, or teach on the subject per se, so you have nothing to go by except the revelation that you believe that the prophet brought in this hour uh, that matches a message and the scripture. It is a unique subject, but it is the message of the hour. And the title is the Holy Ghost and Fire. Holy Ghost and Fire. Brother Abraham said you can have the Holy Ghost every day of your life and go to hell. Basically, very few, maybe one out of a million Pentecostals will believe that. Because they've been taught, if you ever get the baptism of the Holy Ghost, you got it made. But we found out when the fire come, God himself, who is a consuming fire, when he come down to basically examine the church and speak to us face to face, said that teaching was wrong. If you reject Him, none of the rest of it, including the blood, will not do you any good at all. So I want to approach this subject very carefully and prayerfully. And just pray that God will give us the understanding, but keep us from not making a mistake in the teaching. Alright? Amy will agree with that. So in Matthew chapter 3, verse 9 to 12... We read, and to let you know, first off, this is an omega principle. We know that John the Baptist is the one that's speaking it, pointing to Jesus back there 2,000 years ago. But it was not an alpha fulfillment. It was an omega fulfillment. So keep that in mind as we read it. it said, and John the Baptist said, and Think not to say within yourselves, We have Abraham to our father. For I say unto you that God is able of these stones to raise up children unto Abraham. And now also the axe is laid unto the root of the trees. He will leave neither root nor branch. And you know all of a sudden already this Elijah, John the Baptist is Elijah in a type. The third, Elijah, is referring to Malachi 4, 5, and 6, which is the last prophet Malachi spoke. The last thing he said was he was going to send Elijah to restore, lest God will smite the earth with a curse. Then you had 400 years of complete silence from God. And the next time God spoke was basically John the Baptist. Come to forerun under the spirit of Elijah to introduce Jesus Christ, the Lamb of God. So as if Malachi 4 and John the Baptist, if you take out 400 years, it's a complete continuity of the thoughts of God. Okay? So it said, now then, the axe is laid unto the root of the trees. Therefore, every tree which bringeth not forth good fruit is hewn down and cast into the fire. That is an omega principle. I indeed baptize you with water unto repentance. But he that cometh after me is mightier than I. Whose shoes I am not worthy to bear. He shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost. And with fire. Whose fan is in his hand. And he will thoroughly purge his floor and gather his wheat into the garner, which we know is a type of the end time of rapture. But he will burn up the chaff with unquenchable fire. And we know chaff is the dried out Pentecostal age that has quenched the Holy Ghost and fire. Let's pray this morning. Father, we are not sufficient in our mental mind to be able to approach this subject as it needs to be approached. And only you can bear witness with each heart the necessity and the importance of this subject. I pray that you examine our minds and hearts this morning and anoint us with a spirit of humility that we'll be open to the revealed Word of God. Place upon us the urgency of this hour. As we see all the darkness and the political and all the fulfillment of your scripture coming to pass among us. We know also there is promised a resurrection and a rapture uh, which, which we are contending for this morning. So may your spirit anoint us to speak and may the Holy Ghost anoint each one of us to be able to hear. For we ask it in Jesus name and everybody said amen. If we read this text as a just a subject that we're looking at, if you approach it in the normal view of Scripture, most people would point out that we have John the Baptist here baptizing with water, that he is a forerunner of Jesus Christ, but he tells the congregation there that basically he was only baptizing them with water unto repentance, but there's one among them that would come and baptize them with the Holy Ghost and fire. Now, if you run your sequence in the internet through all your religious minds, you will not find no one, maybe outside of a few statements, Brother Branham made to clarify What the baptism of the Holy Ghost and fire really means. When you're baptized with the Holy Ghost and fire, the individual or the church is now ready for the Spirit of God to totally, we wouldn't say incarnate, but to fill the temple called the body of Christ that would bring the sleeping saints here change us to an immortal state, and present us to himself at the marriage supper of the Lamb. We speak about the third pull, or the moving of the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost himself appeared in this age as a pillar of fire. Fire represents the consuming God. This pillar of fire is the earliest or the first thing according to scripture and a prophet that when you go back to the internal where there's nothing but blackness all of a sudden out of this blackness we see a little light form. He said God now birthed forth from himself a son called the Holy Ghost. That little lick of fire is the first expression of the invisible God he is God or we would call him the angel of God's presence in other words we call it the glory of God the Shekinah glory we call it the anointing God is the anointer and his presence anoints people to hear to receive and to function or to operate under the anointing So here is the anointer. This is the mystery of God revealed. Christ. This logos is the mystery of God. Beginning to unfold itself. Unfold itself. Until we understand God. In the form of a pillar of fire. The church by portion by portion by portion. portion Will finally grow to a state that a very few people that is forming this little flange that we call the neck, that this pillar of fire can now rest upon to finish the pyramid, the statue of a perfect man, that his presence will be our leadership, our thinking, our control, and he will take complete preeminence in the whole entire body of Christ and every living believer. He will have a superior supernatural control over our action, our thinking, and what we do. Very few people wants that. Matter of fact, our whole being, as far as the natural man, repulses against it and rejects it. That's the reason why it takes an election of predestination and a mind and a foreknowledge of God to bring us in the state that we're in, which are sinners. We were made sinners by Adam's fall, bring us in the state we are in and let the blood do a work in our lives to properly prepare us to receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost, which is the new birth, a revelation of true justification. Now I'm preaching in light of the open book, not past what you ever know, that places us in a new birth that we can absolutely be opened to the presence of God himself as a message or a messenger who allowed himself to have his picture taken to give us confidence that he was actually here. This pillar of fire is our ark. We either come under his headship or we go to the tribulation. So this is what we're looking at. We could say basically here that John the Baptist, most people pertains this if you look it up in the theology or commentaries they will relate this to israel where john the baptist is coming and we will find that israel rejected the basically the forerunner or rejected the messiah that john saw this pillar of fire come upon and reside in at his baptism of jordan all you have to do is follow the light Don't worry about the character that he's using. Just follow the light. Because Jesus was a man. And upon his baptism when this light took over. Now then we have an expression. And words of Almighty God are this light speaking through this man. Incarnation means I am in perfect control and preeminence of this individual. God's mystery threefold was. In this hour, through a prophet and his message, God's present, there would be a revelation absorb us to the place that this holy fire will absolutely control every individual believer. You won't do your own thinking, your own talking, your own walking. He will be in control. Now we see that basically the spirit of darkness is in more control of our body than the Holy Ghost is in charge of our body. Most of us have just enough of the baptism of the Holy Ghost that we don't want to lie, cheat, or steal too much to get caught and maybe go to church every now and then and hope we go to heaven when the trouble comes. But there is one here that can burn out every desire of the world and take every ounce of unbelief out of our soul, mind, and spirit and transform our bodies and take complete control of us to get us out of here. You'll not get yourself out of here. You say, what can I do? What can I work and do? Only receive. You've got to repent, which means change your mind, to receive, receive, receive. And we'll get to that in a few minutes and show how the church world, what they got into or what we're into by rejecting this light. This one was rejected. Jesus did not have a fan in his hand at that time. Amen. They crucified him. We go through the death, burial, and resurrection of the cross. The power of the cross and the power of the blood now is losing its effect or it has completely lost its effect. People can preach the cross. Jesus come and died for you. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. And everybody's pointing back to Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. And that Jesus has showed up in this hour and the church rejected him openly. Without receiving this light or the revealed word of this presence, the blood of Jesus Christ that was shed 2,000 years ago will not work for you today. You can plead the blood, plead the blood, you can plead the blood. You can live as good a life as you can try to live. But there has to be a life that come forth out of that blood, has to come to a reality in our lives in this hour because we are the ones that are come to headship Where the pillar of fire takes over the complete body himself. Remember the body of Christ is a headless body. The pyramid was formed with a flange across, straight across right up here. With a little flange off to keep the water off. But the capstone never did set down. So this flange, if we draw our body up here, you put a little neck there. There's the flange representing the pyramid. That headship or a marriage has to take place in our lives to make God the Word. I'm not pointing here. I'm talking about God the Word, the Logos, the supernatural light that allowed His picture to be taken. That vindicated his presence thousands and thousands of times around the world. That light is still here. He is the one that is in charge of this headless body. And there's got to be an invisible union. A marriage takes place between that light and you and I. The prophet is not here. The visible voice is not here. We're dealing directly now. With the voice, which was the pillar of fire, speaking through the vocal cords of Revelation ten seven, We can take the physical man almost out of the picture. You do not replace that picture with another preacher. Church age is over. You're under one leadership. If we can put the, there he is right there. Whether you can understand it or not, that light is the one that appeared in the Garden of Eden 6,000 years ago. That light is the same one that appeared to Elijah. That same light is the same one that led the children of Israel. That same light is the one that appeared at the water baptism of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. That same light appeared to the Apostle Paul and gave him a revelation of the Gospel of Grace. That same light was not seen for 2,000 years through the church age until this end time, he shows up again. Amen. They rejected the Jesus Christ, the Logos, that light. We went through seven church ages on the leadership of man total darkness, then coming back, justification, sanctification, baptism of the Holy Ghost, then the light, the Word. Fire. Yeah. Are you following me? Yeah. The messenger, which is Revelation 10, 7, will probably come to the end of this age. Yeah. Messenger always comes to the end of the age. Amen. He rebuked Pentecost because of their false evidence. Finally, he said, you got the Holy Ghost potentially. In other words, you, you're anointed. You're operating in gifts. You're preaching, you're worshiping, you got good conduct, the Pentecostals, you've got the Holy Ghost, but you have not got it in its fullness. He is here now to take over headship, to complete a marriage between us and the Son of God. The Father comes down to check over the bride. Puts us under a trial. Puts us under an examination. And he's got to find us not guilty. He's got to find us blameless. He's got to find us sinless. And we know that is strictly by election and predestination. Not of any works of our own. But having something in us to say amen to the word of God. Whether we understand it or we don't. Most young people today that wasn't raised in the message and heard Brother Bantam. If you could even come to the mentality that God sent us a prophet. That he come in this hour and manifest in himself. You recognize that much. You confess that much. Be baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ which is this pillar of fire for the remission of your sins. You will make it. If you reject that much, you got to go through the tribulation. Then if we receive and set around the teaching and learn more, the more that you understand, the more you become responsible for. Are you following now? And there is to be a group that will come to a confession. Amen. We will come to a confession. My Lord Jesus Christ is here. I am united with him. He is my husband. He is my Lord. He is my God. I am under his leadership. I am under his control. He has burned all unbelief out from under me. I have absolutely surrendered all to the one that is here. Amen. Amen. If you teach that this is John the Baptist here, this scripture is over. If you'll notice in John's day, nobody was burned up. Fan's in his hand, but more he'll forth uh, the purges forth. gather all the chaff, of unquenchable fire. Nobody was burned up then. Amen. So this is an omega prophecy. This scripture has already been fulfilled except the burning. Right. The fan has already separated the chaff from the wheat. Right. First and second pull has already done its work. So, if you look back and say, well, this is John the Baptist. He separated Israel. Israel turned him down. Basically, he got 144,000 left. Two prophets go back on and on. Then, basically, who got burned up? So, this is basically speaking to us in this hour. And it says, his fan is in his hand now. And we know all judgment is given to the Son, which is the Logos, the Lord Jesus Christ. So, therefore, when Jesus was here in the flesh... The fan wasn't in his hand at that time because he come as a sacrifice and as a lamb. He has promised to come this last time in an appearing as the judge. And he does many facets as the judge. We have already been put on trial. People don't realize that basically it's all over except the burning. But there's still an element of our baptism of the Holy Ghost that I call the fire. Whatever the fire does, the fire needs to do because there's got to be a total baptism that burns everything out of us except amen to the Word of God. Amen, amen to the Word of God. So we're told in Luke 17, we've went over these scriptures time and time again and we're doing this mostly for the young people. They don't listen to the tapes and hasn't studied the message for years. We're told in Luke 17 that there'd be a gathering of two types of birds, one clean and one unclean. And at the end time, it says, where the eagles are gathered together, there will the Son of Man be in their midst. And if you'll continue the thought in 17, he said, in that hour when the eagles are gathered, he will take one and he will leave one. And we know that is speaking of the rapture in type. Notice when it is. When the eagles are gathered. How did it gather? We was gathered by a roar of Revelation 10.3. Amen. We'll get to it in a few minutes. We didn't run from the roar. We run to the roar. Amen. Amen. It already tells us here that John is speaking of Malachi 4. And let's read it. Behold, I will send you Elijah the prophet. Now we know that John the Baptist was fulfilling the first part of this prophecy. But there is also a second fold or end time part of this prophecy. That he will fulfill in the day of the dreadful day of the Lord. Which is not John's day. Just like Acts 2, I'll pour out my spirit upon all flesh. Your sons and daughters shall prophesy. But in the end time, I'll pour out my spirit upon my flesh. Everybody say my. It's a special group of people. My flesh, my servants, and my handmaidens. I'll pour out my spirit upon yours, all of it, all flesh. But at the last age, I'm going to pour out of my spirit. Upon my handmaidens, my flesh, and they shall prophesy. Amen. What do you mean prophesy? They'll understand and say, he is here. The ark, our headship is here. Our God is here. Run into the name of the Lord and be safe. Amen. Amen. Run out of the other names and run into the only name. Don't run to the Baptist, Methodists, Pentecostals, or any other religion. And there's about 400 or 400, 4, thousand something different versions of Christianity in America alone. Every one of us in an era, and God only receives one. There's one group that will be able to have and present the token. In other words, without the baptism of the Holy Ghost, you will not recognize that the Holy Ghost which is the fire of God, the Logos is here in the midst of the church. It takes the Holy Ghost, a token, to represent and accept the token. Most people in the message church I know will either go down or sink livers with it are preaching against what I'm trying to convince you this morning is the truth. I have no authority. I have no sign. I am not a prophet. And anything I could prove to you by devils, casting, discernment, anything else, would not vindicate one iota. This has been vindicated by God to his prophet, period. And that's what you must accept. You have received your last sign. Well, I went down here, we had a big meeting, we shouted, spoken tongues and whatever. I don't care how much tongues you do, speak or whatever, run around. the. I don't care what you do, it, God does not receive it. He said, I don't believe that. Then you're an unbeliever. Not to, dis, not to argue with you. You're just out of step with God. This has come to a final, a final headship, a final word. A final, thus saith the Lord. No error in it, no mistake in it, and you're not required to know it from Genesis and Revelation. We are not theologians, we are not brilliant of minds, but we've got something in us that can say amen to something that we don't even understand but there's something that went on in us when we begin to examine it that says that's nothing but the truth. I don't understand it all, but I know that it is right. And God says, that's all I require. Only believe and all things are possible. You said that gets awful simple. How much simpler is it to what? To receive. We can get into it with the whole Pentecostals there praying and praying and fasting, praying and fasting by the thousand, thousand, thousand. Oh, this, oh Lord, and they won't get nothing. Because the Bible doesn't say pray for the Holy Ghost, pray for this, fast for this, no, it says receive. The Holy Ghost was poured out upon the church two thousand years ago. All you have to do is receive it. Come on, you got a bigger amen than that. If the sky's full of water and you're thirsty, why don't you just take a cup and take a drink of it then? We'll get to it in a few minutes. Something's, something's wrong with us. Watch. What they say about Malachi 4, 5, and 6, I was looking up all things are possible. I just have in my little prayer clause. I have a book in there sometimes. When you don't feel like you're in contact with God, you just start reading and thinking, whatever more, to see what's going on. And this book says, well, many of the Branham followers believe that William Branham uh, fulfilled Malachi 4, 5, and 6. That he was the Elijah spoken of that was to come. And many of the small churches still hold to that teaching, which is very minor. And they, more or less, in a few words, we feel sorry for the idiots. They don't know what the Bible's saying. Well, I said, "Praise God, it wasn't for you then. Amen." I was appreciating how smart he was, but I realized his smartness kept him out of the light. Amen. This Elijah was promised to come. We don't believe that William Branham was that Elijah because he was not a Trinitarian. Well, I would say if he was a Trinitarian, I would not believe he was that Elijah. Well, he couldn't be that Elijah because he had this strange doctrine about the Godhead. He had a mixture of sableism, monolism, and I don't know what all other kind of lisms is talking about. Primarily adoptionism which he basically believed that Jesus was the Son of God who had a beginning, and his Father was God. And anyone with half-sense and belong to the Baptist church knows that that couldn't be true because we understand there is a Father, a Son, and the Holy Ghost, three persons and one God. That's all the book I need to read right there. Because no matter what the God told me, he didn't have a clue. So we'll just be dumb and ignorant, just in our small amount. I know the understanding of the Godhead. There's only one God who had a son, the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. I understand God when he comes in the light. I don't understand the light, but God is representing that light. Whatever that light said, come to pass. It was thus saith the Lord. I believe it. He was vindicated. I accept it. He said he would take me out of here before the fire actually falls, and I believe that. I believe He'll protect us from all these plagues and everything that's going to be poured out among us. I believe we got a protection. I believe we got a token that we present. You're presenting your token this morning when you say, "Amen." To God sent us a prophet, and He's here now, protecting us. See, if you cannot present the token with your prayer, there won't be any answer. Got the quote? Put it in your text. So here we see that this Elijah was promised to come. They said, well, see, Elijah's not too bad. He's promised to turn our hearts back to the fathers, and we know that our Pentecostal, Catherine Kuhlman, Noel Roberts, Montmore, they all done that. I said, okay. My question is, why are we stressing? And I do it more, seem like, all the time. The urgency of this end time message that God is here. All of our fellow brothers, 90% of them, disagree. That's fine. Yea or nay, it's fine. This is the way I understand it. And I can only teach you what I see. It's up to you whether you believe it or not. I don't want to fuss with you, argue with you. But this is the way that I understand. My ministry to the prophet said is declare to you that God is here. He will increase. I will decrease. All right. When he left, guess who increased and guess who decreased? The prophet increased. And the supernatural God decreased. And they began to quince this light. They wouldn't question what this light was here for, they wouldn't examine even who the light is. I heard one of the leading brothers preach two and a half hours. That right down here, at Thayer, on this mighty angel of Revelation 10.1. Two and a half hours on this mighty angel. And he labeled him everything except God himself. They don't know who this light is. We stress the importance of God is here. Because if God said, I'll send you Elijah, how does God send a messenger or send a prophet? How does God send someone? He comes himself. Moses, I'm going to go down to Egypt. I'm going to send you down there and you're going to be a mouthpiece. Moses said, I'm not a good talker. He said, that's all right. Aaron's a good talker. You be a prophet to Aaron. I'll be God to you. We went through that before. Brother Brennan was not a good talker. People said, well, he needed Lee Vale to talk for him. I think he got the job done well enough on his own. Because he talked in such a Appalachian hillbilly type of presentation That the intellectual mind cannot grasp what he said. It can't. That's the reason why you find people that preaches the messages in that's our Every one of them that cannot preach the New Testament. You won't find one preacher out of ten teaching out of the New Testament. None of the charismatics preach out of the New Testament. Why? They don't have a story to go by. They got to go to the Old Testament to get stories. Because they don't understand in the New Testament that there's an Alpha and Omega. God comes in a form of a pillar of fire through a prophet Paul to begin the church. And he comes at the end time, a prophet and a pillar of fire to end up the church. What goes on in the middle, I'm not worried about. If I got one end of the board, I got another end of the board. That's all I'm worried about the two ends. Since I'm at the end of the board that goes in first. And it gets flipped over after the resurrection. And we go in last. I'm not interested in between here. If the end goes in, I go in. So therefore we know this angel or this messenger that's to come in this end time. The Omega. Would have to be speaking of Revelation 10, 1 to 3. Let's go there if you don't mind. This is a simple lesson for the young people. Watch now. This is proven to you beyond a shadow of a doubt by the scriptures. What is transpired to convince you to be baptized with the Holy Ghost and fire. This angel here doesn't say that he comes with a fan in his hand. This is the angel that come down. Watch what he says. I saw another mighty angel come down from heaven. We know that's First Thessalonians four sixteen. The Lord Himself shall descend from heaven with a shout. You'll pick up the shout here in the next verse or two. I saw another mighty angel come down from heaven, clothed with a cloud. A rainbow was up on his head, and his face was as it were the sun, and his feet as pillars of fire. So how is he going to show up here on earth? A pillar of fire. This mighty angel that we're looking at. Notice he's clothed with a rainbow upon his head. And the one on the throne in Revelation chapter 5. Which is God Almighty was sitting on the throne. And the rainbow was over the throne. This one's face was as fire. Here we see Almighty God. Himself sitting on his throne where the Lamb of God comes and takes a book and he opens that book and that book becomes a fan in the hand of this one that comes down. Here is the anointing. Here is Jesus Christ the same yesterday and forever. Comes down and notice it does not say that he has a fan in his hand, but he has a little book open. We're simple enough. How many have you ever been in church without air conditioning? You take your little psalm book and you open it up and you fan yourself. Almost every woman in menopause does it all the time. We fan ourselves trying to cool off. God takes his fan to kind of blow on an ember that's barely glowing and try to get a flame out of it. In other words, that baptism of the Holy Ghost, you got that little light, that little, little bitty lick of God's, God's trying to fan it. Just like I'm trying to do this morning by preaching, preaching fans. It runs you in, runs you out, makes you mad, makes you glad or whatever. But it fans you. So that little soul in there says, I'm getting out of here or I'm going to catch on fire and absolutely believe this stuff. Somebody say praise the Lord this morning. See, we can do this because we're already shut in, folks. What I'm trying to tell you, we're there. We're not unbelievers this morning. We're elected sons and daughters of God. Amen. All right. He has his little book open. And he set his right foot upon the sea and his left foot upon the earth, which we know is a pillar of fire. And cries with a loud voice. That's 1 Thessalonians four sixteen. 16. God himself descends as a pillar of fire with an open book in his hand. And he cries with a loud voice. Which is the cry at midnight, behold, the bridegroom is here. And if you notice, it's says, as when a lion roared. Didn't say a lion roared. As when a lion roared. And when he had cried, seven thunders uttered their voices. And give us the baptism of fire. Without this scripture, there's no baptism of the Holy Ghost and fire. Fire to me represents the word. And the word will burn everything out of us contrary to the written word. Amen. When a lion roars in the natural, we'll take a lot of time, but we'll take just a few minutes. Everything stands still. Now, how many knows that the lion, the king of the jungle, he's not a very good hunter? The male lion doesn't hunt. He's too lazy. He roars. All the little animals stand still. And the female lion grabs them. Come on, sisters. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I know you think this message is against sisters, but it's not. I don't know what we do without them anyway. Boy, I'd sure be lost without one. Amen. When the lion roars, the king is speaking. And all the animals, they freeze for an instance. And that's when mama lion grabs them but when the echo drifts out they run I mean they hit it in high if you ever watch these walleye move them high enders they begin to jump so high you couldn't they start running just like they just start scattering when the king come down and roared and heaven stood still for about a half an hour Didn't move a muscle and no angel or archangel opened their mouth, period. All the churches run for their lives. They didn't run to the roar. They run from the roar. They couldn't interpret the roar. And they didn't understand who was here doing the roar. So this Jesus Christ, this Logos, He is here now with the fan in His hand. Why? Because we find the cloud. He come with seven angels. He come now as the judge. He made a transition in 1963, serves as the time we went into a transition Brother Branham said, I do not pray for America anymore. When a prophet that's been vindicated said, I don't pray for America anymore. All the assemblies of God, all of Franklin Graham's 50,000, to 100,000 people marching on the White House, kneeling and praying for an hour to save America and to let Trump win the election. And they've done it for the whole year of 2020. Kenneth Copeland's victory broadcast sent over 50,000 people to almost every capital in America. Had what they call the prayer meeting for God to bless Trump for him to win. I'm a little ahead of my sermon this morning, but all their prophets, you go online, and all their prophets prophesied, Thus saith the Lord, Trump will be our next president. Hundreds of dreams. Trump wins the presidency. The website is full of false prophets, false dreamers, false prophesiers. And now then they question. I watched them lecture. All of our prayers was not answered. And our prophet said this, and our dreamers said this, and we put it out online. We put it out on live stream. What do we do now? And this man made the speech, we've got to change our mind. Something went wrong. What are they going to change their mind to? We preached last week, God answers prayer. Let's adjust that. God answers prayer to those who have the baptism of the Holy Ghost and fire. Because if we do not offer the token with our prayer The prophet of God said there will be no answer He will not hear your prayer Without the baptism of the Holy Ghost And fire So when you present the token with your prayer You cannot do that Present the presence of God being here Which is the Logos, that is our token. It is the token Himself. You cannot present that token, that confession to God without having a revelation of the appearing and presence of Almighty God. So, your baptism of the Holy Ghost, your legalism, your sanctified life, long skirts and all that, which is wonderful, this is all right, doesn't have one influence upon God. Because once you turn Him down, you turn everything about him down. And once you turn the prophet down, you turn Almighty God down. And you see them doing that over and over. What was the Alpha fan then? What was the Alpha fan and what is the Omega fan? This is my understanding of it. Take it or leave it. Whatever you like. To me the fan represents the true gospel. The fan represents the true word. It represents the fan in portion. Every age had a portion of the word of God. Which is true light. That true light represents the true gospel to that age which is basically the fan that's keeping the revelation of Jesus Christ alive through seven church ages. Until until the one that they're keeping alive comes and makes himself known to the church. And take over headship to each one of us. That must transpire before the resurrection and the rapture. And to reject the headship, which is the supernatural pillar of fire, there is no power or fire that will be able to take you out of here. Or me or anyone else. The gospel of Paul, they turned down. That's the Omega. We've went through it time and time again. You've taken another Jesus and another spirit, another gospel. Once you take another Jesus, another spirit, another gospel, the Holy Ghost or the fire revelation of the presence of God begins to dwang out until it come totally dark in the dark ages. There was no understanding of the Logos being here at all. The false teachers and the false prophets of Matthew 24 come by the rejection of this pillar of fire on. We received an anointing, which we know that. Everyone outside of the blood of Jesus Christ has a dead fan in their hand. There is no message that's got any life in it that can fan you or cause you to be alive or revived outside the revelation God is here. And people will say, well we've known that all these years. What's so great and important that God is here? He, the Holy Ghost has been here 2,000 years. Not in this way. Not in this light. It's been 2,000 years since this fire left. And now he has returned. And he's here as the judge to separate the chaff from the wheat The fan is in his hand. He's slowly fanning. The chaff goes this way. And the wheat still settles at his feet. Settled at his feet. He fans it. He brings trouble. He brings testing. He brings church agents. He brings splits. He brings doctrines. And he fans it and fans it and fans it to see who is real. Hallelujah. Well, I'm, we get tired of being fanned, but we always fall back. The Word has to be right. Thus saith the Lord, must be true. Yeah. Amen. Thank you, Lord. It's the only thing that we got to go by. I don't want a dead fan in my hand. Therefore, I cannot come to you with a Pentecostal message and fan you with it. Jericho marches, hallelujah, I used to preach them by the hundreds. It's gone. It will not revive you. It will not keep you. Only a unique understanding will do the job. The baptism of the Holy Ghost, the Pentecostal baptism, which I'll say more people in this message had the baptism of the Holy Ghost true Holy Ghost baptism than anybody else in the organization, anyone else. That's the reason they live holy lives and preach the conduct and all, everything that they preach. But we find out that it only leaves everybody in one lump. God sent a prophet, hallelujah, quit your dress, with this, what more, hallelujah, hallelujah, and it's all one lump. This fan separates And it's here to separate what? The chaff from the wheat. Any gospel outside of the presence of God has no fire in it. Help us Lord Jesus. The gospel that the assemblies are preaching, of of are preaching, you say, I'm not interested in it. They're closer to what is right than most people thinks. They got virtues. They have influence. They got music. They got teachers. They got classes. The people are orientated in their foundation. They can give you a scriptural understanding of why they, where they base their faith, their foundation, and everything else. They speak in tongues, they exercise the gifts of the Holy Ghost and they are true gifts. I watched Ted Shuttlefield last night. He's still an old tent revivalist one of the old schools. He's got that voice I talked about last week. He can he can charm a, a bracelet off of a monkey. I watched him last night in a tent. That gentleman right back there, he said, Come up here. I don't know you, do I? I said, no. Is there any usher, anybody in this building talk to you in this meeting? No, sir. What well, he said Jesus is here, praise God. And Jesus has sent me to prove to you that he is resurrected and he is alive. Guess what our message is? We are the only ones. That should be proven by our life, our testimony, and the supernatural around us that Jesus Christ, the Logos, is here and he is alive. He said, by the way, I said, he said, I think that, uh, that nerve over in your right hip is giving you problems right now. And he said, that's true. He said, now let me tell you, that nerve coming from a car wreck you had. He said, that's true. He said, also, he said, you got something wrong with your eye. He said, I could tell that by looking. But what's wrong with it? You hit it with your phone. That's true. I hit myself with my iPhone. Put a film over my eye. And he went right down the book, right after, amen, amen, amen. He said, now that same Jesus Christ that walked the shores of Galilee, if he's here today, he copied that prophet right down the line. He said, you think he can take that pain away from your back? He said, he just did. That guy jumped. He said, yeah, praise God, I don't have no pain no more. You said, that's psychology. Well, he said, now, put this over your eye. Can you see? No. In the name of Jesus, restore his sight. Now open your eye. Can you see? Make us see clearly. Well, hallelujah, that has to be the real thing. It's the real Holy Ghost with the wrong confession. You said it can't be that close. It is. And what we've done, we've seen the copy, which is the true Holy Ghost working through anointed vessels, dropped the anointing and said here and said, we believe a prophet, hair and dress, hair and dress, dried up and going to hell. When the prophet of God said every individual full of the Holy Ghost will do the same thing Jesus done two thousand years ago. Now, it's getting late. Let me <laughs> let me read you this little story. How I many like this little story here? I like this one. Are you still with me? Say amen. amen. I'll just read it to you. They may put it on the board if they want to. Brother men of God, women of God, what's the matter with us? Brother Barnum is talking to the Pentecostal age. He's talking to long-haired, well-dressed Pentecostals who believe him to be a prophet, who believe him to be the supernatural, following his ministry. He said, what's the matter with us? Well, if we look back when he preached this, what was it, in the mid-50s, we wouldn't think too much was wrong with anything. He said, there's something needs to move. These people have the baptism of the Holy Spirit as far as true justification is concerned. They have it. He said, we're turtling that's a kind of, that must be a hillbilly term. Turtling. When I was a little boy, you know what a turtle is? Taurus. We have them back east, they said. An old terrapin. we call them. Me and my brother saw one one time, and we were uh, little bitty fellows. It was the funniest looking thing you've ever seen. Said he was moving like that. He's probably going, to Brother Brown was pretty Dramatic. He's moving like that, and when we got him, he wants soup. In other words, his head popped in his shell. Soup. Draw it up. That just reminds me of some people. <laughs> he could sure bring it out, couldn't he? That reminds me of some people preaching the gospel to them. I wish this was a story back then, but you know what is still true today? Cause I noticed, I won't call anybody by name, but I noticed when I gave you my title this morning, as a few heads went. <laughs> oh Lord, oh Lord, here it comes! Glory to God. I don't think I have any going to preach on me this one. Well, keep your head in the turtle shell. Let's just let's go ahead, Lord. He said, "Just reminds me of some people who preach the gospel. You go to throwing the gospel out." And they go, swoop. days of miracles have passed. No such thing as that old turtle. What does it mean The days of miracles have past. That Jesus Christ is the same yesterday and forever. The pillar of fire. God himself is here yeah. waiting for you to receive him. The fire of God. The supernatural to perform something in your life that you've got to have. Yeah. He's here to do it for you. The only opposition for you to be a genuine walking testimony of Jesus Christ is this thing right here that we call the mind. In actuality, we just really don't want God to be in control. Because we're afraid of what He might require. What difference does it make what He requires After he gets control. Because if he's in control. I'm not worried about what he requires. Or what the condition is. Or what's necessary. What comes or what goes. If he's in charge. I know that I'm safe in his hands. He's responsible. You know what he said? I can just see two young boys. The meanest snakes. I can just see them. I'll make him walk. I'd have worn over and got me a switch and began to whip him. Sounded like the good old days on Wednesday night, wasn't it? Brother Mike, you remember Wednesday night we used to beat the Saints, take a switch and try to beat the hell out of them, you mother know I me? Mean? Just beat them and beat them and beat them and beat them. Three hours. You, you got it right. But notice, it didn't do no good. It didn't do no good. Just like Monroe used to tell, I said, he said, we hear what you're saying, Brother Gary, we're just not going to do it. <laughs> I thought, my God, you're hearing what I'm saying, you're not going to do it. What's the use of me preaching if you're just not going to do it? How many he hears me this morning? Yeah. Just say, God, get this, I'm not going to do it out of my mind. Open our minds to God. Yeah. Let God. God take over the ship. He won't hurt you. He will not do you no harm. He'll bless you more than you can even fathom. Amen. He said, "I begin to whip him." I didn't do. It. He said, "You know what? You can do anything you want to, and it won't do a bit of good." I said, "I'll fix him." <laughs> I got a kick out of this of the story. I said, "Lord, this seems like my what I'm complaining about all the time." I took him down to the creek and I baptized him. (laughs) Praise God! I've got most of you in the water two or three times in forty years. I'll help most of you down in the cold water until your teeth rattle. I thought, hope you speak in tongues. Some of you thought you was going to drown, and when I got you out of the water, nothing happened. If I was Pentecostal and you got out of that cold water, say, that's a Holy Ghost, Holy, that's the Holy Ghost, and we'd all jump and shout and scream hollering. He said, I, I put, took him to the creek and I baptized and I put him under the water until the bubbles just bubbled up. And that's all there was, see, and that's all there was to him. Water will never do it. Oh, I'll go get baptized and see if I can get rid of this thing I've got. Water won't do it. I can baptize you a hundred times. It's not going to be a magic trick for you. People go to the water and get baptized thinking, well, I'm going to come up and I'm not going to be a drug head no more. And I'm not going to cuss anymore. And I'm not going to lust after women no more. I'm not going to do nothing more. I'm going to fly around. (laughs) Lord, have mercy. Don't fall for that stuff. You go in that water, you're going to get up wet and you're going to get up cold. But you fulfill the Word of God, and now you got a promise. Say, i got a promise. I will receive. I will receive. I will receive the Holy Ghost. In other words, in this hour, you are open to receive the revelation of Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. He said, I, I put him under until he bubbled and bubbled. And he said, the water won't ever do it. You might as well quit your fussing. I just held him there till all the bubbles just bubble, 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 and he never done a thing. Come on, church. Say amen. amen. You, know what I, you know what I did? <laughs> I think I'll try this. I got me a piece of paper, made a, me a little fire, set the old boy on it. He walked in. <laughs> Somebody say praise to God. Lord, build a fire under our rear end so we can get up and run. He walked in. That's what we need tonight. Now, here's a prophet telling people with the baptism of the Holy Ghost what they needed was a fire to do something for them that they did not have. They didn't have it. That's what we need tonight. It's the baptism of the Holy Ghost and fire. And this is my end time message to you, little bride. He is here, He is the fire of God. I was only standing on the river when He showed up. I was only there when He appeared. And he's here and he told us what he would do. He said, not so much church creed back in the thing. Back like the forefathers had. We need another Pentecost that will line you up with the Holy Ghost. And the Holy Ghost there is who? The pillar of fire, God himself. We need to be in line with him The Logos himself. We need another Pentecost that will line you up with the Holy Ghost. That'll send people to their knees. Send people to their Bible. To search the scriptures. And that's what we've done this morning by the grace of God. To let you know who you are and what you are in Christ. Amen. Mm. I better stop right there. Because if I go any further, we'll get out of work. Let me read something to you. I'll just read it on the notes. What we are pointing our attention to is the fulfillment of the prayer of the Apostle Paul. When he prayed that his people would receive the spirit of wisdom revelation, which we believe he allowed His picture to be taken as a witness to his voice of Revelation 10, 7. That's not what I want. Let's look at this now. We have consistently set forth that God. Elohim, the one who incarnated himself in the virgin-born body called Jesus. We have set forth. That he has appeared among us visibly to a prophet and to us by means of the camera, and is vindicated that manifestation to be himself in the form of the Holy Spirit veiled in a pillar of fire. And it was made known to us through a prophet that this is Jesus Christ the same yesterday, today, and forever, which is revealed to us that the Jehovah of the Old Testament is Jesus Christ of the new, one God who never changes. He not only made himself known that he, the token, is here appearing in signs and wonders, not only did he allow the camera to capture his image, but also allowed about 300 people to see that fire in the tabernacle in Jeffersonville, as did about 3,000 see him reflected in a rainbow of color June 11, 1933. His message told us that to receive this manifested word for this hour is to fully believe the word and receive the token itself which is to be baptized with the Holy Spirit which is in turn is the rebirth. So the baptism of the Holy Ghost and rebirth is one and the same thing. He taught us in the message, Invisible Union that the true justification is the new birth. He also instructed us that to reject this light Is to fall away according to Hebrews 6. And we understand therefore that it is impossible. For anyone to receive or to have received a genuine rebirth. Listen carefully what we're saying. A baptism of the Holy Ghost and fire. Which is the revealed word. And to reject the appearing of our Lord Jesus Christ. In the form of the Holy Ghost or the Logos which is the pillar of fire. It is impossible to have the baptism of the Holy Ghost today. And reject this light. We believe the Logos Jesus Christ has returned and fulfilled the days of the Son of Man in this hour, and He has declared and revealed by Revelation ten seven, the prophet or the angel of Revelation ten seven, which is a prophet. According to the message of the token and rapture message to reject this spirit of wisdom and presence is what brings the fulfillment of Matthew twenty four twenty four of the false anointed ones and the false teachers of the written word, with the baptism of the Holy Ghost upon their spirit. And these anointed ones will miss the rapture, although they produce signs and wonders, even the fruits of the Spirit and the virtues, but their confession is against the revealed word, and that has betrayed them to be false and according to be not seen. We must also keep in mind that this in mind, as we speak of anyone being filled or in Christ, can only be said of those that have recognized this hour and is Christ and His Word. Only to those who receive and recognize God's presence. Can the blood be applied and the Spirit of God enter within them? The token or the covenant of the blood is not recognized without the token. And just sanctification of the Spirit from the things of the world is not enough to put you in the rapture and watch. And we'll read this quote and we'll close. In future home, Brother Bam said what? We find that this earth will hold the things of the earth. And again in Matthew 5:5, Jesus said the meek shall inherit the earth. It isn't going, we're going to have another earth. It's just going to be the same earth. And I'm trying to get this plan of redemption to you before, if I don't get nothing else. The baptism of fire on it only is to cleanse it and make it a fit place for his meek to live. Now, this is the earth natural. Like he did us. This creation to live in. Before he could come in it. Now, watch. Before he could come in it. Now that's something that we have not experienced. He has not incarnated himself in the body of Christ yet. As the whole body. Before he could come in it. He had to give us the baptism of fire. Then the Holy Ghost comes in and lives. Then the, watch, then the Holy Ghost comes in and lives. Baptism of fire. Then when you get that baptism of fire, then the Holy Ghost can come in. What if it does? It burns up everything contrary to the word out of you. See, it won't believe nothing else but the word because it is the word himself. Let us stand this morning, would you? Brother Branham spoke about the third pull. He called it a refilling of the Holy Ghost. The refilling of the Holy Ghost is only when the Holy Ghost or the Logos Himself has been revealed to us and we have by affirming the Word of God give Him preeminence in our hearts and our minds and our confession. We receive His presence, we confess His presence And we confess that we are heirs to this great promise of God being here now. He said it was without sensation, it will be without any physical evidence that you can prove. But there'll be something transpired within you that the desire of the world and the lusts of the flesh, by hearing and receiving the word, will burn everything out of you contrary to his will. Therefore, you cannot reject the written word and the manifested word in this hour and ever expect to go in the rapture. There has to be a death in this hour. Our Pentecostal husband has to die. He's got to be dead for us to remarry Christ the Word. You say, well, I got the baptism of the Holy Ghost. I I got it 40 years ago. Uh, There's a revelation of a message that you've got to receive to burn that dogma and that confession out of you. Don't bring None of that age into this headship. Now what that means, I am not fully capable to tell you. I only know what he told us. Let this pillar of fire become your soul, desire, attention, and focus upon him, the word of God. Open your heart and receive. Only this light will accomplish in you what you're here in this building this morning for. You want the peace of God? Just open your heart and mind and say, Lord, I receive it. I receive your word. I receive what you have done and what you are doing. I may not understand completely. Matter of fact, I don't understand anything that the man has said. But if it is true, and is your spirit and your word teaching me and talking to me, open my heart that I can receive it. Open my understanding that I can understand and believe. For out of my mouth I'm going to confirm that you said when I went to the water and was baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, which is the name of Almighty God that is here as a light. You have identified with this light that he is your husband, he is your head, and he is your God. Give in to the fire of God. Amen. What are we going to sing? Don't know what to sing after that, do we? Uh, no, not really. What, what else we yeah, sing? <laughs> Praise the Lord. Let's just sing this little light of mine then, okay? That's good enough. I'm going to stress it and stress it. You say, well, I've got the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Your baptism without the revelation of God's presence will not get you there. It will cause you to live a good life, pay your tithes and go to church. But it will not get you into the rapture. The baptism of fire is the only thing that will get you into the rapture. It's the only thing that can burn all of our unbelief out of us. Amen. So maybe next week the Lord will look at it. Does God answer prayer? Yes, if you approach him correctly. You say, well, God is a prayer answering God. He is if you know how to pray correctly. But if you cannot present the token with your prayer, and that's the revelation I'm talking about this morning, according to a prophet of thus saith the Lord, you will not get an answer. And these churches are wondering how people, 50,000 strong, can pray and fast and pray and fast and pray and fast. And God did not hear from heaven. And I listened to Franklin Graham on TV and he quoted every time. When my people that are called by my name, when they humble themselves and pray, I will hear from heaven and I will heal their land. And they honestly think that they are the my people. But they're not the my people. Only the bride of Jesus Christ is my flesh and my people. And when we open our eyes to who is here and present the token with our prayer, whatever you ask in my name, I will give it to you. That's the you and the my group. I will hear my people. And whatever my people said, you receive my, uh, your prayers and your prayers will be answered. Only my people. Amen. It is not begging. It is not fasting. It is not all the screaming and pounding and bombarding heaven. That don't move God one iota. You said it used to, it don't no more. He will f- receive one thing that's an open mind and an open heart to the message of this hour God himself is here he is the head of the church he is your husband and your first husband has to die for you to be remarried to Christ the revealed word amen I say kill it kill everything in me Lord burn it all out May the fire of God, which is the Word, may it burn everything out of me, every pride, selfishness, whatever, ambition, everything in me that is against the revealed Word of God. Holy Spirit, burn it out of me this morning. I only want to know Him, His presence, and His leadership. Amen. I'm going to let my little light shine. Amen. And when you let your little light shine when you begin to open your mouth and make the confession that my God is here and when you see me, you see the Father because that revelation is in you and you are that word making manifest, then brother and sister, you're going to find out who your friends are real quickly because that confession is the fan in his hand that separates the chaff which is the Pentecostals that run out of steam and is dried up From the true revelation of the presence of Almighty God. Do you understand it perfectly, Brother Gary? No, I don't. But I understand enough to know that that prophet said he had a decrease and God himself would increase and he's here to do it. I only know what the prophet said and I see the scriptures fulfilled before us and we have arrived. Amen. Are you looking for a revival? Praise God. No, I'm not looking for a revival. I've already been revived. Oh, this little light of mine.